Our readings this weekend are rather futuristic, I think, and that's not because they have robots or hover cars or spaceships or anything in them, but um, really because they look towards the future. So instead of those futuristic things, we hear about tents. We hear about Abraham camping out in the promised land. In our second reading, the letter to the Hebrews, um, it retells this story of how Abraham and his family, they, Abraham had gone, according to the call of the Lord, into the promised land, where God was going to build him up, make him a huge family, um, give him the land, build up a kingdom there where he could live. But Abraham never actually possessed the promised land. He went into it, but other people were living there. So he and his family lived in tents all throughout the Holy Land. They were just like touring around like nomads in land that belonged to other people. Now, I don't know if you like camping much. I haven't had um, too much camping experience in my life, but um, when I have, I found it a bit too intense. Uh, 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 anyway. Abraham's living in tents is a sign of the future. It was a sign of what God had promised him would come about. God had said that I'm going to give you the promised land, I'm going to build you up, build up your family, and make you prosper here. But Abraham never actually saw that, but he believed in the Lord. He believed in that future reality that God had promised. He hoped in it, and so he lived in the land in the tents, even though he never saw it. It was generations later when that land belonged to the people of Israel, and they became a great nation. And that's very much like our home in the kingdom of God that Jesus is talking about in the gospel. We are in the kingdom of God, we experience the kingdom of God, um, God has invited us into it, but the full reality of that is a future reality that we don't see yet. And only on that last day when Jesus comes again and the new heavens and the new earth replace what is, then the kingdom of God will be the full reality, but at the moment we're living in faith and in hope looking towards that. And that's what these readings are talking about, how, how we live towards that future kingdom. It also speaks of how we're actually, even though it's very much a, a, the fullness of that is a future reality, we're still invited to build the kingdom, to, to learn to possess the kingdom and participate in the kingdom now to prepare for that fullness that we will experience in the future. And we see this also in Abraham's faith and how he lived in tents in the promised land because it was his faith that was the foundation of the nation of Israel. If Abraham hadn't gone out in the hope of what the Lord had promised, stepped out in faith and journeyed into the land, then he wouldn't have even had children to fill the land later. But it was because of his response and his sons and his grandsons' response that many generations later the kingdom was able to be founded. And so it's by our faith now, our living out the kingdom and participating in the kingdom that we can build up that future home that we have, that kingdom that we hope for and the place in God's kingdom that we're hoping for. That's what the readings are about generally. But Jesus uses some very interesting images as he talks about this in today's gospel. And we can hear this in a very fearful sort of tone. He's talking about servants and slaves and the master coming and catching you unawares and you'll get many strokes of the lash. 
he talks about his second coming as a burglar coming in the middle of the night when you don't know, bursting into the house. We can hear these sorts of things and think that, oh, we, we have to be kind of working out of fear of the Lord coming and, and then we won't be ready, we won't be deserving, we won't be allowed to share in the kingdom because we won't have been working hard enough or we will have slacked off. We can read this and hear it with that tone of, of slavery and of fear and of the uncertainty of whether we'll be able to get into the kingdom. But I don't think that's what Jesus wants us to feel when we read this. And there's a few verses I want to pick out in particular that point out, I think, what he, what he really wants to show us. And one is, where, as he's talking about the master and the servants and the master coming home in the middle of the night, there's a strange reversal of roles that he points out, that the master comes home in the middle of the night, the servants are ready for him, but when those servants are ready for him, the master comes in and, what does it say? He says he will put on an apron, sit them down, sit the servants down at the table, and the master will serve them. Now, that kind of doesn't actually really make any sense. The good thing about the servants being ready when the master arrived was that they could serve him because the master's been out journeying and he would need some food or um, to be t- cared for, so the servants were ready to do that. But the master turns it all on his head, puts the apron on himself, and wants to serve the servants. And this is what God is like for us in the kingdom. He doesn't want us to kind of come into the kingdom as servants, but he wants to make us masters in his household. He wants to serve us by his love in the kingdom. That's the kind of role that we have in God's household. This is the Father's love for us, not that he just wants more servants in his household. It's like he calls us servants now so that we can learn to serve, so that then for all eternity we can be dutiful servants to him. No, he wants us to learn his love so that when we come into the house, he can honor us, he can sit us down and serve us. This is the Father's lavish, overflowing love that he wants to pour out upon us. We are to be masters in the kingdom. And there's, there's two other bits that Jesus says here, and you can tell the really important bits of what Jesus says because he often prefaces it with this little line of like, truly I tell you, or amen, amen, I say to you. And there's two lines where he says that in today's gospel. When the master comes home and finds the servants working, he says, I tell you solemnly, he will put an apron on and sit them down and wait on them. And then the other bit is when there's a steward who had done a good job, he says, where is it? It's a very long gospel. I tell you truly, he will place him over everything he owns. He's going to give everything to this servant, to us, if we enter in and receive this gift of the kingdom that God wants to give us. But Jesus also says there is no need to be afraid. That's how he starts this whole teaching. There is no need to be afraid because it is my Father's pleasure to have given you the kingdom. The Father gives us the kingdom, puts it into our hands. It's not his kingdom that he's clinging to and he just wants us to be subjects, but he wants to give it to us. And I think that's really good news, so I hope that excites you. But what that does is that it gives us a bit of a readjustment of how to receive this kind of teaching. You know, how do we receive this invitation from Jesus about building up the kingdom then? 
If we're not to think about it in like the fear of the punishing master coming, then how can we think about it? I think it can give us confidence to step in, participate in the building up of the kingdom, to, to receive the gift of the kingdom now and start to learn to share in that with God. I think it can give us confidence because God is the foundation of the kingdom. God is the architect and the builder. It's not just dependent upon me and my hard work and my efforts, and if I don't do it quite well enough, I'm not going to get there. The kind of confidence that um, I find when I have a piece of flat-pack furniture. Now, maybe you enjoy um, setting up flat-pack furniture, or maybe you're not like me, um, but I think there's a few reasons why I, I get a kick out of flat-pack furniture. One, because... I like a puzzle. It's a bit like a puzzle, trying to figure out, fitting all the pieces together. But also because everything's there. You know, it's, I'm not a carpenter. I couldn't make it from scratch. I couldn't figure out how to design this piece of furniture so that it wouldn't fall over or so that it would serve its purpose correctly. But when I get the box, I know that somebody has put all the pieces in there, everything that I'll need. They've probably even given me a little um, Allen key or a screwdriver so I can put it together. I know that there'll be an instruction booklet that if I'm humble enough, I'll actually read that, and then I can do it right. I don't have to design the whole thing. I don't have to come up with it all on my own. And so, this is what the kingdom's like. God is the foundation of the kingdom. He has, he has made it. He has put it together. He's just inviting us to, to put our hands into his work and to share in it with him. Not having to figure it all out for ourselves, not having to, to get a PhD in, in God's kingdom building um, so that we can figure out all the intricacies, but just to follow his design and listen to how he wants to teach us to build up the kingdom. So we can do that with confidence. Practically then, I want to look at the actual the invitations that Jesus gives us about how to do that now. And he says a few things. He says to be alert and to be watchful and to be taking care of our household as good stewards. I want to talk about the households and being good stewards because they're yeah, important concepts for what God's calling us to in this. Because the question is, what, what is the household that God's asked us to take care of here? Yes, we're looking towards this, this future house of the kingdom of God where we will live, but what's the household that we're taking care of now? That might be our literal household, uh, it might be your family. As parents, you have a responsibility to be caring for your family and, and building the kingdom in that mid midst, um, building up the, the values of the kingdom and sowing love in those relationships. But for any of us, that's, that's whatever spheres we're involved in now. Our friendships, our work, not, not only our workplace, but even the, the work that we do, we have a responsibility there. That's, that's a little portion of God's kingdom that he's inviting us to build up. Do we take that responsibility seriously. Another key household that God invites us to be watchful over is ourselves. God wants to build the kingdom here in my heart and there in your heart, and, and he invites me to take care of this household, trying to, to let the kingdom come forth in me, you know, leaning into God's grace and in prayer and in learning about God, um, and even in just taking care of myself in, in health and personally caring for myself um, in every way that that means. These are the households that God wants us to care for because it's, it's God's work that he wants us to do there. 
But the idea of stewards is very important as well because a steward is not a master. A steward is, by definition, someone who's been entrusted with that responsibility. They're not doing the work for themselves. And so this, this care for the household, this work of, of defending and building up the kingdom that we have is not our own work on our own authority, but it's entrusted to us by our Father. And if we forget that we're in a place as a steward in that, a few things can go wrong. We can, A, get lazy and just not care about it. We can let that household fall into disrepair. Um, we can let it be attacked by whatever forces would come against it, and the kingdom of God will not be built up there. But instead, we can continue to try and build up the household, but forget that it's according to God's design. It's according to his authority that he's entrusted to us. And then, while we might be trying to take care of our households and build up the kingdom there, we're not actually building God's kingdom. We're building our own kingdom. We're building up the structures that we want to build up around our life. We're building things according to our own plan and design. And that's not what God is inviting us into. If we can realize the immensity of the gift that, that God invites us not just to be subjects in the kingdom, to, to be his slaves forever, but in his great love, he wants to invite us into, to, to rule over the kingdom, to be masters, to be lords with Christ. The Father gives everything to his son, Jesus, and in Jesus, we share in everything that he wants to give us. So let's be open to know the Father's immense love for us that we can really never imagine and, and start to participate in that gift Start to take up that gift as we build the kingdom here in our spheres, as we um, care for our households as good stewards, so that when the master comes, he can sit us down and, and serve us as the master is in his kingdom. That when he finds us as good stewards, that he can put us over everything that he owns. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.